1: First choice is a big old bus. You turn around and boom. boom. You end up with us. One, three,
2: second. Oh, diva. Ah, you know Wicked? No. Uh, 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 are you ready for some sloppy seconds are you ready to talk about some weird stuff are you ready to meet a new friend are you ready you dumb little fucks you stupid little fucks you horny little fucks oh yeah hi everyone sloppy seconds with big dipper and meatball it's me meatball
1: do you love that now you do the intro but you still have to say my name first because that's the title of the show
2: yeah you really played me when we got this podcast going.
1: alphabetical diva diva
2: diva diva diva, di- diva when, we,
1: when we first started i was like well more people know who i am so my name should go first and now no one knows who you are <laughs> and here i am now now i'm like co-host to a well-known drag queen <laughs> very cool for my How self-esteem you good happy valentine's day Happy
2: valentine's day
1: um do you like uh when people not as a joke Thing. say valentines with no. an m it's just like when people say especially or especially is very hard um i also hate pacific instead of specific i say pacific on purpose
2: yeah that's funny yeah i or also like hate how i
1: say black instead of back <laughs> like i'll be right black i also hate when people say espresso. oh yeah because it's spelled E S. It's just espresso. Wow, we're really digging deep into I hate everyone who speaks language. You know, I just had a wonderful
2: time. It's on the notes. I just got
1: back from the UK
2: for forty-eight
1: hours. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a insane. Month, a month ago, when you went to the UK, oh yeah, yeah, for drag Dragon. I guess but, I shouldn't even talk. I
2: just like no, I just thought it was like really funny it. that like everyone was talking about like what a horrid experience it was and like how crowded and cramped it was. And I was like, the only reference that anyone has because half the people that are talking about it were not there. Right, are the images when RuPaul was up on the DJ booth when and the stage was being used. And everyone rushed to the middle of
1: the convention. I heard it center. was when the those girls, uh, with the Fracture star- yeah, Stars, were performing. That's when everyone the picture was taken.
2: So everyone ran to the middle and saw it. And everyone was like up on the sides looking down. But during the actual con itself, like if there wasn't a show going on from like ten to eleven everyone was just walking around and it was like normal inside. <laughs> it was like plenty of room, like plenty of room to walk around. <laughs> so I don't fucking understand why everyone was like L-l-l-l-l. I was like, you weren't there. You don't know. I didn't have problems getting in because I was like supposed to be working there. But the line outside, I didn't even know about until like the next day. Like us inside had no clue that there was that many people waiting outside.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like anything in the world right now. If you do something that doesn't that people don't have an a hundred percent perfect experience with, there's going to be criticism. Yeah, they're just going to drag
2: it. And I was like, it was actually pretty fucking fun. Like I
1: had a good time. <laughs> you were like, it
2: ran smoothly. <laughs> I
1: sold my merch. I don't know. You did. What you're complaining. Sell so you all your merch. Oh yeah, baby, she sold out. Um, so tomorrow night in New York City, it's February fifteenth. Tomorrow night, mm-hmm. I have a show at Rock Bar. Where is Rock Bar? It's on. The oh god it's on Christopher Street it's oh, near it's the, the pier West Village yes it's like all the way at the end of the, the at the end the of the pier if y'all wanna <laughs> see a show on water baby no it's right down near there okay that's good and I'm doing a full concert it starts at 8pm tomorrow night so if y'all
2: are there if you're my friends go support my friend yeah. have a good time He'll be in Speedos. Yeah. He's gonna do one of his famous numbers where he reveals from a spandex thing to a smaller spandex thing <laughs> down to one thing that's even smaller in Spandex down to a speedo. So yeah. get ready for that. <laughs> shows on shows on shows.
1: I am an artist, I think is Truly. what it comes down to. How does it to. feel
2: to know that you have to use your body to get attention?
1: You know, I was thinking about that the other day because sometimes like if I play like comedy shows I'll just wear like a T-shirt and shorts because yeah. I'm like, girl, you know, comedy shows, they don't pay. You just get a little mic time. And they're straight. And I'll like tell a couple jokes and then do a song. And like, I won't strip. And I'll be like, oh, I wonder if that didn't go well because I didn't strip. I think I just always i have I've created a cage for myself where I have to show off my body all the time. You're not giving me anything in response to that. Well, I just don't know how
2: to answer this because it's (laughs) something that we've already talked about, which is like if you're doing it, but you're like, you know what you're doing, it's one thing. But if you're doing it and you're like dumb about it,
1: I don't know. I know what I'm doing and I enjoy doing it. I just think that like sometimes when I don't do like the full Monty, pun intended, uh, it has less impact. And I'm really aware of that. Yes. So, that's all. I mean,
2: if what who likes watching a drag queen if they're only wearing one outfit? Like, everyone loves a reveal. Like, i right. are making fun of you, but it's like, I mean, it works. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, but it's good. But
1: it's good. Yeah. Like, you do it well, so. I thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome. Um, okay, so we have a great treat for you today. Um, this is what I wrote. Interdisciplinary artist, sneakerhead, and Instagram cutie. It's Graham
2: Colby! Colby! Hi. Hi, Graham. Hello, Graham.
3: Thanks for having me. Thank you
2: for coming. Happy (laughs) happy happy Valentine's Day.
3: Happy Valentine's (laughs) Day.
2: (laughs) What's it like to be away from your betrothed?
3: Well, I'm never too far away from my betrothed because I am self-partnered, as Emma Watson says. Ooh. Um, it's different than being single. It's being with yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I take myself out on dates. And I'm also poly, so open to anything. Different configurations, <laughs> hookups, friendships, all of the above. Find me on... Growler, Scruff, Grommer. <laughs> it's already the campaign. Oh, <laughs>
1: I'm Wait,
3: on bigger City? Uh, I used to be like in the 2000s. <laughs> People really be talking about Bigger City? Yeah, like
1: it's still
2: hype.
3: Wow. Maybe I should start a new account.
1: And the nice thing about being self-partnered and Polly is like that relationship will always be there.
3: Yeah, it's, you know, I'm my main squeeze.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now how long have you been with yourself?
3: Um, it's going on a few months. You know, we're seeing how things go. <laughs> Feeling it me out. like,
2: Trisha Paytas vibes when she, like, threw that wedding and married a cardboard cutout of, like, Brad Pitt. Yo. Wow. That, I love that's genius.
1: That person is so wild. I love Trisha. She's unhinged, but, like, that's why we're watching. She's on the dating app Hinge.
2: <laughs> is that what you said is all right that... so where are you from graham
3: <laughs> uh, i was born in vancouver canada but actually oh, grew an up an
2: international airport
3: oh wow yes i'm technically canadian though i've lived in the states most of my life um grew up on the east coast um, moved to california when i was 12 and have lived in la most of my adult life with a year in Chicago and half a year in Tokyo.
2: What? What <laughs> did you do in what did Chicago? You do in Chicago?
3: Um, I was a professor's wife because um, my boyfriend at the time got a teaching gig and I followed him out there and got to like stay home and work on a book project while it was like snowing and everyone was commuting to work. So that was a nice year.
1: What did you like about Chicago? I am from Chicago. Yeah.
3: I love Chicago too. Um, I, I can't hang with the weather because I need heat. Uh Um, but it's a great city, so much community, so many like organic queer events going on um i like the drag scene there yeah. i feel like there's a lot mm-hmm. of experimental stuff going on both in music art and drag and yeah. yeah it's just like a really friendly place and lots of cute chubby boys so so it. many yeah. chubbos <laughs> yeah oh i have it's... a good time in chicago
1: <laughs> 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 so um as as a artist and Wait, a cr- we didn't even ask about tokyo
2: i want to go to japan so bad why were you in tokyo
3: Um, I was working on a documentary uh, called Queer Japan that is playing in festivals now, and it'll be uh, in limited theatrical release later this year.
2: Okay, What's what's the queer scene in Japan like?
3: It's super diverse, there's just a lot of different facets of queer life in Japan, and we tried to cram as much of that as possible into this documentary, so it's like an ensemble film where you get to meet different artists, activists, politicians, drag queens. There's and, drag in Japan. Oh yeah. There is great drag in Japan. Um, and I feel like it's not really beholden to the same rules as drag in America. Yeah. Um, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race is this like international cultural export. So people in Japan watch it, but I feel like the, it goes off in different directions and, um, there's a lot more sort of, like, local celebrities rather than drag queens that, like, everyone in the Western world knows. Yeah. In, at least in the queer scene. Um, so I feel like there's really fun and organic things happening. In- oh, I love that. And, I mean, this is a very
1: ignorant statement on my behalf, but from do it just Say some it. things that I have consumed media-wise, in general, is there a thriving queer culture, but, like... Um, it's sort of underground? Like, it's all there, but sort of legally and, like, in a public way, like, the legislation is not necessarily in favor of queer culture? Is that
3: somewhere on the nose? It's interesting because um, homosexuality has almost always been legal in Japan. Oh, okay. Um, And, you know, although there isn't gay marriage, um, there is sort of, like... A don't ask, don't tell policy where things can be underground but also above ground at the same time. Got it. So there's this huge neighborhood in Tokyo called Shinjuku Nichome, and it probably has the highest density of gay bars anywhere in the world. There are like 300 bars in a six square block area. And, you know, just so many different things that you can engage with. And yet people walking through Shinjuku, if they're not queer, if they aren't tapped into that, may have no idea what's happening like a few blocks away.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. Because, yeah, we were talking about going to the Eagle. Yeah. In in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, um, the Eagle Tokyo is fun. They actually have several locations now. There's Eagle Tokyo Blue, which is my favorite one. Oh, it's like Red Bull. <laughs> <Different>, <laughs> yeah. Different, different sugar-free. <laughs> um, yeah, the the blue version is kind of like more nightclub-y, so there's like fun lights and fish tanks. And- fish tanks? <laughs> That's what
2: they used to call. I'm going to get in one because I'm fishy. Fish mama, Fish. Fish.
3: Yes. And, um, yeah, now they have uh, the latest locations, like an outdoor patio eagle. So there's lots of eagle to be had in Tokyo. So
1: when you lived there for six months, you said? Five, yeah. F- were you working on the documentary or you lived there and then you went back to do the documentary after experiencing it?
3: Yeah, I was working on the documentary that whole time. Go so on. I had been making trips to Japan in the several years preceding that and sort of slowly starting to work on this project. And then I got this grant from the Japan-U.S. Friendship Commission.
2: Come on, friendship.
3: Yeah. They promote, you know, sort of cultural exchange between Japan and the U.S. And um, I got to go make this film sort of like um, – sharing the voices of people in the LGBTQ plus community in Japan with viewers around the world. So it was a big privilege.
1: I feel like if anyone were, if, if any granting body were to give you money, it would be one called friendship. <laughs> I'm like, you're just like such a sweet-hearted yeah, you're just person. Like so sweet hearted person. I'm friendly. Yeah. I'm friendly. Okay. So you also have this other thing, this other huge project um, which I believe you guys are on hiatus or you're done. It was a an isolated period with Massive.
3: Yeah. So Massive Goods is this like gay manga lifestyle brand yeah. that I co-founded with Anne Ishii in 2013.
1: And Anne's where in Philly now?
3: Yeah, or Pittsburgh. She's Philly. in Philadelphia. Gay Philadelphia. mango. um so (laughs) manga manga um sorry so how do
1: i how do i nicely tell him you're wrong bitch it's not a mango diva
3: love a good mango kiwi but this is different (laughs) um manga is just japanese comics so um Gay manga are comics made by Japanese gay artists Mm. um, for a gay audience, and it's distinct from this other genre that focuses on male-male romance that's like maybe more well-known in certain areas called yaoi or boys' love, and that is a type of manga that is usually written by female artists for sort of younger female audiences fantasizing about homosexuality. What? Go off,
1: Diva. Why is there not like a boy band called Boy's Love? Or Yowza. There should be. (laughs) Yo. Start it up. Big Dipper in Boy's Boys Love. 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 (laughs) Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, 20% off your next box that's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active that's a slay baby uh so you what worked with specifically one artist or multiple artists to like take the visual art and put it on clothes
3: yeah, so it started in, I think, 2012. Anne and I went to Tokyo to do research for a book project called Massive, um, where we interviewed nine gay manga artists and got to know more about them and their process, because this was a genre I'd been obsessed with since I was in high school and sort of just like looking on Live Journal for images of, you know, gay life that I could relate to. And I couldn't really find a lot of that in pop culture right. But then I saw these Japanese artists making really amazing, sometimes intense depictions of like bearish types, bigger bodied men um, having these relationships, whether it's like love or sex. And I was, you know, my mind was blown as a teenager that this could exist. And I was just always a fan of it, but no one was putting it out in English. So, um, yeah, in 2012, we decided we're going to make the first English language anthology collecting work from a bunch of different artists making gay manga. And that's kind of how it started. That
1: is so dope. Thanks. I love that
2: you just like like something and then do it. It It takes me a lot of steps to get out of bed, you
1: know what I mean? Well, step one is masturbate to live journal. Yes, always step (laughs) one.
2: (laughs) I love when you're like,
3: sometimes intense, and I was like, oh. Uh, uh, uh." So, yeah, it was kind of more like, I didn't expect it to go in this direction. I just was a fan of a thing, wanted to sort of help promote it. In my mind, I was just going to do some interviews and maybe like get them published in The Advocate or something. Right. But then I um, got in touch with Anne, who I'd met working at this Asian-American pop culture magazine, Giant Robot, before. And the two of us got to talking, and she was like, this should be a book. Why don't we put together a book? And so... We were really lucky, and we collaborated with this amazing graphic designer, Chip Kidd, who's done all these really iconic book covers, like the Jurassic Park book cover. And he's a big fan of Genguru Tagame, one of the main gay manga artists um, who we were working with. And he kind of like helped us get that book project made.
2: Oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah. So it sort of like blossomed from there into a clothing brand, and we did all sorts of fun things.
1: Yeah, I mean that's how I met you was seeing all of the like clothing brand, uh, all the shirts and stuff online, and then we ended up connecting. Maybe out here, I think when I was on a trip or whatever. Yeah. But it was so cool to watch you grow that company. Thank you. Like, and y- you guys were, were being stocked so in opening cer- uh, 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 opening ceremony. Yeah. Open ceremony. What's it called?
3: Opening ceremony.
1: Is it opening? No, yeah. it's open. Right? No, it's opening. <laughs> really? Yes. But they're closing, aren't they? Yeah. Are they done? Oh, they are. I, I think. I think they're like. I think they're like ending their era.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not. I had not heard.
1: But now I feel like you all, because because yeah. currently you're not making any new.
3: Yeah. Clothes, so right. Massive is on in. Indefinite hiatus sure. at the moment. Um, and,
1: it, and made a human.
3: Yes. Um, <laughs> and has a lot on her plate. She has a young baby and she's also running this big nonprofit organization in Philadelphia.
1: She's a fucking powerhouse. Yeah, she's yeah.
3: amazing. Really happy that she's in my life. Yeah. And she also um, co-wrote this documentary, Queer Japan, with me. Mm, so when I started working on that, it became sort of my full-time focus, and we neither of us really had time to keep fostering massive goods. Um, and actually, there is this other brand in Japan run by the owners of Eagle Tokyo, who are doing pretty similar stuff, so... In my mind, I'm like, cool, I'm glad that there's an outlet for these artists to keep making Mm -hmm. T-shirts and have their work available both in Japan and internationally. So I'm like, that was a great six years. Maybe we'll come back and do some more things. But we're also kind of like pursuing new interests at the moment. Well,
1: I feel so lucky now when I like am wearing one of the massive shirts out because I'm like, this is very unique now. Like, there's only so many of them out in the world, which yeah. is very cool.
3: Limited edition.
1: Limited edition.
3: And you were one of our early models, Dipper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, we did a a little photo shoot at... Um, was it Folsom or Dory Alley? I think I just like found you in the crowd and was like, "Here, put these shorts on." Oh yeah, <laughs> I was
1: like stripping in the street, but everyone was because it was, it was Alley. Dory Alley. Yeah, um, mm-hmm, that was really mm-hmm. fun.
2: I never was able to get the sweatshirt, like the with the two guys in the blue sky, and I wanted that one so bad.
1: I had it and I wore it so much that it started. I I think I like ruined the sleeves from I was like like... eating in it so many times. So now it's a crop top. I've cut it into nice. like a high necked crop top so i have every that shirt is high necked on your fat ass <laughs> <laughs> you're plucked right now
2: i'm having a good time <laughs> i think i just because i had maybe like too much of that cold brew
1: coffee and so what you ruined your valentine's day it it
2: it did it did
1: <laughs> um i want to know about because i think you are this really interesting cross section of a visual look where you are like textbook bear looking Mm -hmm. drag Um, her (laughs) <laughs> Who was that too? Both of you. <laughs> you <laughs> want Graham to drag me for? a Yeah, couple say ago? it back at him. Yeah, bear look, look at him. Well, say it back.
3: I, I don't identify as a bear. So this is well, this is
1: this is what I'm interested in because you you have the shape and the beard and you know yeah. what I mean. Like you look no, like I, a bear. I'm identifiable ashamed. as a bear. Right. <laughs> but I my assumption is you identify just as a queer person.
3: Yeah. Um. I guess I kind of have a complicated relationship with the term bear. Yes, let's get into it. <laughs> I love complex things. Meepo wants to drag everybody.
2: <laughs> no, I feel the same way. Like I don't like when people call me a bear, but I like feel like I fit in. Yeah. Except for the no eyebrows and no beard. And the cross dress. You can always
3: like draw can. on the eyebrows though. So.
2: Yeah, it takes too much time in the morning. <laughs> Wearing your eyebrow your wig your wigs. They I want I, I wanna wear them more often, but they just slide off. <laughs> I got lace front eyebrows, and like you have to glue them on, and it's fine and all, but then I start sweating, and then it's like one eyebrow might start
3: slowly lowering. Wow. So she
1: just wears glasses, so you can't tell. Mm -hmm.
3: Did you watch Drag Race UK? Yeah. Um, Vivian wears them. Yeah, I was like staring at the Vivian's um, eyebrows the whole time. Because
2: they're so perfect, and it's because they're glue on. And someone, oh, Brooklyn Heights also wears them. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, back to you being a bear. <laughs> yeah, wolf, girl, bear.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely feel like I have one foot in the bear community. I go to a lot of, you know, bear events. I go to the Eagle all the time. Um, and I I do well for myself on Growler. Okay!
1: Hey. Oh, she does well! She's
3: dating herself
1: and the city of Los Angeles.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, at the same time, like, I was a chubby kid and then I had like a growth spurt in high school and kind of like skinnied out for a few years. And then when I was like, you know, 18 to 21, I looked more like a twink and I felt pretty alienated by bear culture at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also saw, you know, elements of bear culture that were misogynistic and, and racist and um, yeah, at that time, Bear411 was the big website. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was run by this one guy in Canada who decided if you were a bear or not. And he could like approve or deny your profile based on... Named names. Names. I don't even remember his name, but... Canadianbigot.org. Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Someone knows this history better than I do. C-A. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my profile was denied because I didn't look bearish enough, and I had friends who were Asian, and they couldn't get on the site. Yeah. And it just felt like this community that was supposedly about including bigger body types was actually just as exclusive as other aspects of the gay community that didn't include um, fat people. And I'm a proudly fat person now. Like I've, uh, I've grown since then and I have a beard (laughs) and, you know, filled out. So I definitely look like a bear, but also like, don't feel like that label does a lot for me. I just feel like a queer person, yeah. and I fit into a bear scene, but I go to other scenes too, and I try to um, not concentrate my time in just one subset of the community.
2: Thank you.
1: You know what I mean.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you
1: for bringing light to that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's really interesting. We have talked about this at ad, ad nauseum, but it's it is. It is a thing that is really tricky when you walk in somewhere and they go. a bunch of people can be like, oh, cool, you're this and you're right over here and yeah. you're, you're the thing that we're looking for. And you go like, well, I don't know that I necessarily feel that way. And it feels hard, I think, as like a queer person who spent a lot of time being rejected by things yeah. like growing up to want to reject a group of people saying you belong over here. Because you don't feel that way. You're like, well, no, I want to belong in a lot of different places. I want to interact with a lot of different people. I don't want to be just this one thing.
3: Yeah, and I'm not anti-Bear. If it's like a label that empowers somebody, I'm really happy for that person to have that label and to have found acceptance in a community. Um, Yeah, it just doesn't really do much for me personally i
1: have recently um attended a handful of they don't call them pageants but contests <laughs> <laughs> those like those like bear contests. contests like yeah or just like a mr. mr this bear weekend yeah or like a mr this bar mm-hmm. you know they have these that different seems- contests And I have heard people give, like, really, really passionate speeches about finding themselves in the bear community, finding acceptance and finding confidence. And I think that I think all of these communities have um, uh, those really positive effects on people. But I also think all of these communities also have the thing of pushing people away that they think don't belong.
3: Absolutely. Let's talk about contests. I'm... um, Starting new work on a documentary about um, this contest that a party called Cruise LA started at the Eagle um, called the Miz and Mix Cruise LA contest.
2: Oh, yeah. Very excited for that. I had actually just been noticing like a lot of bar contests and stuff have gone with the MX, like the Mix. And I really like that. I like the idea of like everyone being a part of stuff, but there's still I don't know, I still don't like leather competitions. Yeah.
3: So it's like a little odd. I have similarly conflicted feelings, like you know, I, I I didn't go to a lot of leather contests in the past. Sometimes I would go to Mr. L.A. Leather, um, but I'm not really in that world. Yeah. I'm adjacent to it, maybe. But I love this party, Cruise L.A., because it's, like, inclusive. Um, it's very gender diverse. Um, lots of trans, non-binary people and women are there. And um, basically they started this contest because there was some drama that went down in L.A. L.C., the L.A. Leather Club where they said they didn't want non-binary people and women um in their club anymore. Mm-hmm. And we have a non-binary and trans uh, man who is Mr. L.A. Leather right now, right. Um, Elliot. And he he's one of the people behind Cruise and um was like, fuck it, we're going to start this contest of our own and we're going to have a non-binary title. So I was just really excited that they were doing that and creating new space for women and non-binary people. And I've been, you know... Starting work on that project, and then I've gone to some other contests that really like stood out um, in certain ways that I, I just didn't feel as comfortable at. And um, yeah, recently there was an incident. I won't like discuss names because this isn't super public. But, but
2: this is a call out podcast. <laughs> yes, <if> you
1: <laughs> like to, all people <laughs> like to do is call people. Out.
3: But um, you know, one of the women who is big in the cruise leather scene went to another contest and received all of this misogynistic harassment from a a group of gay men who were there and nobody stepped in to say, Hey, don't do that. Like she's a part of our community. And, you know, she had to leave the bar and doesn't feel comfortable there anymore. And this is happening now because in 2020. That's the
1: bar where they have the party, right? Right. And yeah. she was
3: there supporting her friend who was running for a title this, that <laughs> night. And, and the
1: crazy thing about that the is, gays are wild. well, the crazy <laughs> thing about that is, is even if like the promoter, the bar owner, and the people running the contest, right, are all of like the everybody's welcome, equal, mind, like whatever. I don't know if they are or aren't, but just a group of people who happen to descend you know who are sitting there five and standing in a circle all drinking their vodka soda like looking over and then they start you know like it, it feels like oh the space has co-signed that experience or whatever yeah. that yeah. behavior, and the problem is it's like it's like we as a community need to understand that that kind of behavior can't happen anywhere so regardless of if you feel like oh it's not my place because i don't work here or whatever it's like you that's the moment up. when you step
3: up absolutely yeah i
1: also feel like this like kind of brings up what people have been arguing
2: over for the last two years which is like women in gay bars which i just don't understand why it's a problem anymore Misogyny. Like it just doesn't make sense. And it's like when I hear people I did actually call someone out like a couple years
1: ago. Oh, you did. Yeah. You yelled at a you yelled but at a woman. Her behavior was unbecoming of <laughs> a lady. And you I were also, you know. also I don't know. You were also black out drunk. <laughs> to the wind.
2: And you got kicked out of the I bar. Oh well, I was asked <laughs> I asked if I could leave out the back before I got kicked out. So but she Me. was on the bar acting a damn fool and like her boyfriend was like heading her titties like on the bar and I was like just trying to order a drink and I was just like, Y'all can't do that
1: here <laughs>
3: Good. Rude. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between like <laughs> going to support and just be, a, be an just, ally, just
1: being versus being messy. Yeah, yeah,
3: and <laughs> being like taking over a space with your heterosexuality. Yes. Right? and saying like it's my bachelorette party and right. this is my space now or whatever you're doing. That's These not respecting the people in the bar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Did you like my joke? We, we, not
1: <laughs> my space. Oh, oh, bringing it okay. back. Yeah. <laughs> I tried my best. Okay, so you're working on that documentary. That sounds very cool. I'm so excited
3: for Thanks. it. Thanks.
1: Yeah, I know there's been a lot of specifically here in LA, but I think probably nationally um a lot of clashing between sort of like old school leather and new school leather. Yeah. Because so much of like the leather and the bear community was a group of people who felt like they had nowhere to go, but then the moment they f- made a place for them to go, they were like, and no one else who is different can be in this yeah. place. <laughs> and you're like, what?
2: And it's now time to like overturn yeah. that. We're having an issue. And right? I
1: understand the idea of feeling a loss. Like change is scary all the time. But the moment you just sort of step back and say, like, Oh, the fundamental reason that these spaces were founded were to be anti the bullshit of the big thing. Yeah. Now we are creating that bullshit by not letting other people into it. Yeah. And
2: what's wrong with having more people around? Yeah. Like, I just think to be more inclusive is like more fun. Seriously. I just did a show called Magical Realness in Austin, and it was like a drag. There was a drag competition, but like it was anybody who wanted to do drag. It wasn't like, oh, you're a female cis woman? You can't be in the... It was just like, whoever was there. And honestly, some of the best performances were
1: like AFAB or cis queens. And you yeah. did cocaine with the 14-year-old in the in the competition. What? <laughs> wasn't there a kid there? No, I said she was
2: 14, but she was like 18. Oh, okay. And she did take her dick out, and I was very much like... <laughs> I don't want to look at an 18-year-old's penis. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> that party's going to get canceled probably. Right <laughs> All right. I think it's time for us to move on to our first segment.
1: Yeah. You want to take a break?
2: Yeah. Let's take a break. This break is for Helix mattress. No, it's not.
1: I want a mattress, they Helix. They have any- I,
2: I know, but it may be someone who listens knows someone at Helix. Baby, I need a new bed, and Helix has beds for fatties for some real chub chubs so if you work at helix mattress you're just giving know. the
1: cow away for free what do they think? the milk away for free
2: helix mattress have some milk no, you know what i mean that's not how the- i'm a cow <laughs> what are you saying i'm a cow
1: on a helix mattress Mur- Mur- Mur. we'll be right black there you go
2: And we're black. black. You know Wicked? You know Wicked? Black. You know that song? Okay. For snack time. No. said they didn't know Wicked. No. <laughs> okay, for snack time, because it's Valentine's. It's called Day. Food Break. Food Break. You know, you can call it whatever you want if there's
1: food involved.
0: I
2: got... These little tiny little treats. Ooh. I hope you like sweets.
1: <laughs> I do. Specifically called little tiny little treats. I don't
2: know what they were called and I Whoa. Forgot, but they're like iced little strawberries. Do you think they mm. have like, um. Oh, I think it's strawberry shortcakes. <gasps>
1: I love strawberry short cake, Shortcake. Calcleberry yeah, Finn. I got you one when I call honest. your you wanna talk into the mic on our podcast? I got Anna one because I care. All right. When I call your birthday, please jump in. Do you remember that chant? Let's try these. No, I don't know that chant. It's like a jump rope chant. You know, I thought it would be really funny to try to double Dutch the other day and I like ate shit. Oh, I bet you failed. You do, need like rhythm to do that.
3: Is this like an ASMR eating thing? Yeah, Should I just good. put it right up to the mic and be Whoa. Mm. Whoa. Mm.
1: Okay, but you are moaning. Oh my god. <laughs> do you moan when you eat all the time?
3: That's good. Only this on the radio. Is really good.
1: <laughs> this is you talked about rich. Honey. I don't think I can take a second Wow Oh my god Mm. Okay so It's like a little It looks like a brownie Like a small circular brownie It's um It's covered in a hard icing Vanilla cake And then like a really Rich strawberry This
2: is This This is is good The Mm -hmm. word is
1: Decadent Ooh baby
2: Do you like it? So good I don't like the little, uh, crystals on top, but yeah. This, Jeff Bezos this is just, like made something it. that like they would have eaten at-
1: down Abbey, you know what I mean? <laughs> some
2: yeah.
3: The Dowager can- Countess loves these.
1: <laughs> Where like the, um, um, Ooh. um, what'd you get? A little icy. The crystal. It's a lot.
2: I don't know I could do. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> you always take one bite of our food and then throw it away. Yeah, but that was good. I took two. Okay. Woo. Now, now it's time, time for our next segment, segment, which is called Fuck Talk.
2: Talk. Uh, I'm trying to be Jan from Drag Race. Let's hear sing it. it. Let's hear it. Did a full 180, Maybe. baby. She can wail. If you don't know, that's our queer spotlight of the week no you cannot steal y'all no y'all can't have a queer spotlight of the week and it only be actual celebrities
1: so (laughs) you have a sex story you want to tell well what i wanted to talk to you about is you mentioned all those apps yeah on all the apps (laughs) i met him (laughs) you went back in for more well well,
2: i felt a long story coming on
1: um i met a man a long time ago on the internet uh i met him on Craigslist, so it was years ago, mm-hmm. maybe two years ago. And he, <laughs> I don't think the mics can pick that up. Oh, someone's vacuuming in the hallway outside, and it is uh, okay, I'll just not talk. No, just talk, but like, <laughs> fucking get to put on some running shoes and run to the park. I'm fully aware of what time it is, okay. <laughs> um, I uh met him, and we were chatting online, and I ended up sucking his dick a few times and it was like good and sort of like weird and I couldn't figure out his story and like I didn't know if he had roommates or like what you know like it was all very like meet me in the back of my in my backyard or like this on the other and so he sort of became a regular in the rotation okay. and he lived close enough to me that he would like text me and be like you around this morning and I would go suck his dick.
0: Uh. So it's always happened. nice to That's have a neighbor. Light.
1: This would happen for this happened for a while, and then something clicked in me where I was like, "He's actually gross, and I hate sucking his dick." Oh. And I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know what it was. He had a nice dick, but it just got to a point where I was like, "I'm over it." You grew out of that relationship, but I didn't. I wasn't ready to like completely. Just say, like, it's never going to happen again, dude. So I just started, like, dodging, like, his text. Like, I was like, oh, I'm out of town. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I can't today. Oh, I'm already at work. And then I eventually just, like, stopped responding uh-huh. to him. So I wanted to read these text yes, messages please. aloud to you <laughs> okay. to give you a sense of what's been happening. Are you free? I wrote, not anymore. No. <laughs> See, like uh, a, I would have gotten that I'd be like, oh, not anymore. No. <laughs> he responded, let me know when you're available. Now, from this point on, I have never responded to him. When are you free to come get a load? Are you free anytime soon? Then he said my name and said, this is his name from Altadena. Are you free to come over and gulp down my thick cream? I need to blast big. At least he knows what he wants. Poetry. I could be ready for a good long BJ by 7.30 if you're available. Come suck me good.
3: I love that. I could be. I could. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> if you're lucky. There's also like
1: a month in between all of these texts. It's weird. Were you, I, I... S- uh, still interested in sucking? No. Like, I didn't <laughs> respond. <laughs> When are you free to come drain me good? How many months between the first one that you read to this one are? Is May, May to August. Wow. Free to come hang out? Me and Eric are meeting up in 30 minutes if who you're free to come play Eric? with us. Eric is some guy who also was around from time to time. <laughs> are you free this morning to give me a major ball emptying? <laughs> Oh,
2: not a major ball
1: I need my ball this one's from November save me tell me that you're free and ready to come drain me a few times this evening (laughs) save me you need to be saved read a bible available today by chance this was the last one I received just before the end of the year give me a good email address I'm sending you photos of an FTM friend I want you to help me use hard and that was it. Wow. Had you discussed with him wanting to be with an FTM person? No.
2: Okay. So how many times did you suck a stick? He was in the regular rotation.
1: Probably twenty. Do you think he? Oh, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. You, and <laughs> I met him like a few years ago, so it would probably like once a month. It was almost. like it was like over like I would say a year and a half. I would like go over to his house. Do you think you were the only person providing him this service? No. I think his wife probably sucked his dick. Did you mention that he was straight? <laughs> well, I tried to figure it out because they like moved and bought a house, and then there was like Girl, women's clothing. Phone number
2: search him and see like In who's the house. listed on the house. I think that he, what? What did you just say? <laughs> you gotta get his, uh, search real his na- phone number? <laughs> yeah, get it, find his real name. And then find out where, like, you have the address I of his home. I know his address. So you can easily,
1: like, look up who lives
2: there. Someone's yeah. got some
3: stalking skills. Yeah, baby. <laughs> why do you think we
2: have
1: synthesis? He's an, synthesis. He's an EMT. Because a lot of times when oh, I was sucking his dick. That
3: puts a whole new dimension on Save his Me.
1: Badge, yeah. His badge would be on the table, and then his walkie-talkie would be going, and he was, like, on call. And then he'd be watching straight porn. Well, I would suck wow. his dick. Lots but going I think on he's there. in an open marriage because he like kind of talked about that a little bit. Look, I don't and know how bi. to how unpack this.
2: I don't know why he's still texting
1: you. That's the crazy thing to <laughs> me. Why don't he, like, you just send him a message and just ghosting. say, like,
2: I don't want to anymore. Like, isn't it easier just to be like... I said
1: not anymore. No.
2: But that... To his question, which was, are you free now? So you're like, not anymore. <laughs> like, I was free earlier, but not anymore. What if What uh, you need to say is Honey I haven't responded to one of these messages In honey, over a year Honey sweetie baby honey, sweetie, Listen baby What you need to do Is talk to your wife Or find someone else What if in Maybe like, Eric's not busy
1: What if in like three <laughs> months I'm just like Dick dry And I'm like You know what I would suck that dude's dick You're not gonna be you're getting keeping dick it on dry ice. Because you're paying $20 To go to these fucking
2: orgies
3: <laughs> You'll be fine
1: I think you like to call me out About my sex life Because you're so bored with yours No mine's feeling pretty good We were <laughs> fucking around last night It got weird <laughs>
3: Ooh, what kind of weird? Oh what flavor? God. Was it <laughs> I don't strawberry? Want to talk about
1: it. She's no longer allowed to talk about her her sex life on the podcast publicly because of her relationship. Do you have a good uh, fuck story? Mm,
3: what kind? Just give me like a subgenre. Embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. Um, Do you get up to any weird stuff in Japan? I always get up to weird stuff, but weird and embarrassing. <laughs>
2: Do you want to listen to one that we got? Yeah, let's listen, sure. you can think about it. Okay. This one is from Joe. And I like this one a lot.
0: Hey, Big Dipper and Meatball. Hello. This is Joseph. I had a little story that happened maybe a couple years ago, but it was worth retelling. I was at a local bathhouse in my town, and I... I've been looking just, you know, connect, make a little relationship, and nothing was happening. I couldn't find anybody that was interested or that was, you know, whatever. So eventually, I find my way into this room with this guy, probably 50, probably doing a little crystal math, but the end of the day, I was like, "All right, this guy's trying to suck my dick. I'm fine. Let's just like make something happen so it's worse pain." <laughs> so he shuts the lights off, starts sucking my dick. He hands me poppers halfway through, and as I'm hitting the poppers, he like removes himself from my dick and like pulls away from me. But it's dark in the room; like there's no TV playing porn, so I don't really know what's happening, and. I'm hitting the poppers, and I, like, lean over to put them down, and he's like, no, 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 no. I give it to him, but he doesn't hit it. He leans over to put them on the table. Whatever. Something goes through my head of, like, that was kind of strange. I could have just put them down. I'm closer to the table, but whatever. He continues sucking my dick, and it is, like, the best head ever. It's amazing. And at some point, I reach over to the table to grab the poppers, and I full-on knock. Billy, and he screams out, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and he he's like, turn the light on, turn the light on, and I turn the light on, and as he's, like, rushing over the table to, like, pick the popper's bottle up and, like, put some towel down, I notice he is freaking out because his full set of dentures, top and bottom, are sitting on the table. Now, Mm -hmm. I wasn't gonna let a good time end, but Mind you, I stayed. I have been looking all night, and the best I could get was a man who gave me incredible head with all gums. Work with what you got. I think. I mean, good time.
2: Thanks for listening. You're welcome. You're
3: welcome.
2: I think. Denture blowjobs must be amazing. There's no tooth. There's nothing I agree. There. Yeah,
3: you can get so much you more can really suction. Get some gum, gum going on that's <laughs> more suction. That's incredible.
1: I don't know. I, I I feel like I've entertained the idea of a denture blowjob so many times because people talk about it as a joke. That like it's not a shocking image. That if I was ever presented with that, I would be like, okay, yeah, let's go. do it. Of course. Yeah. Pop Why not? Out.
3: I'll probably have dentures before too long because of cavities anyway.
1: Oh, you like candy? <laughs> You're a cavity queen. I think my
3: my teeth are just like so crowded. That they're ready to die. They get Yeah, they <laughs> they kill themselves <laughs> off ready and they're like just put dentures in your mouth. It'll happen soon.
1: Um so did that voicemail spawn any sex story for you?
3: I just feel like boring like I don't have anything funny from my sex history that I can think of at the moment sorry that's fine <laughs> that's fine well, well i
2: guess that brings us to the end of this wonderful episode that is so funny.
3: you're like leave now no no,
2: i'm just like you're, actually, being,
1: have... you're actually like being coy and classy which yeah, is because like, like, we're always like tell something embarrassing and then the person goes like i shit myself constantly when i used to get fucked as a teenager or whatever and you're like well now everyone knows that about you so you're keeping it uh classy yeah (laughs) um this has been such a good episode yeah are you doing anything what are you and yourself gonna do for valentine's day
3: um maybe i'll take myself on a romantic date and sit in a restaurant just by myself like a creep and uh... i don't think that's creepy i do that all (laughs) the time i actually
2: like it i can like just put my headphones in and enjoy a meal nice you
1: ever just sit with no media and think about your thoughts
3: no, that's when the demons take <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, and maybe I'll have a special Valentine's Day episode of my new vlog web series. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about this, <laughs>
1: about your stretching videos, which yeah. are so
3: great. So you do these
1: incredible... Um, uh, there Are they on YouTube as well or just yeah, Instagram TV? it's and on you have YouTube a Patreon, too. and
3: Instagram. Yeah, you can follow me on Patreon. Um, I basically... Started this web series called Stretching with Graham Colbeans after the great Tumblr purge of 2018. Right. When all sexual content was removed from Tumblr, leaving the internet a lot smaller yeah. and uh, more sensorial. Um, I was feeling sort of like there weren't a lot of good options after the 2016 election made me like flee Facebook and all of the fascism on Twitter um, and I had been spending a lot of time on Instagram where you're rewarded for just being shirtless and cute. Yes. And I was like, maybe I can make a, a series of videos where i'm shirtless and cute but also talk about things that are important to me and try to put discourse out into the world so that's what stretching is basically
1: it's really great it's shot really well it has like calming music to it and my favorite shot is in the intro of you running in slow motion <laughs> it's just very good thanks so uh where can people fo- what's your instagram
3: Instagram.com slash Instagram. com. Com. <laughs> Graham Colbeans. Not
1: Instagram.com.
3: Graham Colbeans, which is
1: gra- <laughs> Graham. G-R-A-H-A-M.
3: K-O-L-B-E-I-N-S. Cold beans. Cold
1: beans. <laughs> um So give Graham a, a, a follow and you might catch some glimpses of your, how many pairs of sneakers do you
3: own? Probably about 40 ah, in, in my kink collection.
1: Yeah. You're like, put these shoes on and tug a rug over here. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah rug. he's got the ones that have the pumps all the time. <gasps> oh i like so, those yeah. squeak, 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 squeak. oh literally oh no Not now he's right. just getting into it well thanks so much for
2: listening lap. to sloppy seconds we want your suggestions for food breaks, so send us things that we should eat and you should follow us on instagram at sloppy pod and you can send us an email at sloppy seconds at gmail.com again that sloppy seconds Pod at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to leave a voicemail with your fuck talk story, you can call us at 213-536-9180. Wow, we did it, Diva. Bye! Bye! Bye. Did I let that forever. No.
2: Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is Forever Dog podcast. Executive
1: produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our logo art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.
0: Forever <coughs> Dog!